6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Monday. Back to school, back to work we go. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program.
מחדש. נחפש את האור, שמעט נעלם את הדרך הזאת. אני מכיר כבר. בחיים צריך להפנים, יש רצון לשוב. רק ככה גדלים באמת זה פשוט. רק ככה שווים אליך.
fall I get, I get back up again Every time I fall I get back up again mm, Every time I fall, every time I fall I get back up again Every time I fall, I get back up again Every time I fall, I get
מקרים ראשון, רוצה עכשיו לישון, תקום עכשיו אתה כבר מאחר, תראה את השעון, אומר לך היום, לקום וללכת. גם אם זה לא קל, למסוק פתאום אל על, מתוך הסערה אתה צועק, נסחפת עם הגל, מבלי להתכוון, תכננת הכל בינתיים, תביט אל השמיים, תודה תמיד על מה שהוא לך נותן. לזכור ולא לשכוח, שהוא נותן את הכוח, תמיד אותך בדרך J.M. and the A.M. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to a Monday on this 23rd of May, the 22nd of the month of E.R. And today is day number 37 in the counting of the Omer. And if you forgot to count last night, make sure to do so sometime today. Five weeks and two days. We get closer and closer to Yom Yerushalayim this Sunday. And, of course, closer and closer to the holiday of Shavuos coming up soon. Uh, and welcome to a Monday, and thanks for all the reaction from yesterday's uh, Celebrate Israel Parade. Our coverage was uh, fun. Our coverage was comprehensive. Our coverage was complete. Our coverage was long. Our coverage was start to finish. And a big thank you to the Rothenberg Law Firm, InjuryLawyer.com, and the Rothenberg family for sponsoring our broadcast and for uh, taking great pride in what we presented yesterday on Fifth Avenue in New York City. A lot of people watching around the world, and we really appreciate those who tuned in from different parts of North America and the entire globe. It was, a, uh, like I said, a fun and wonderful production. My thanks to uh, Miriam Al-Wallach and to Mark Zamek, my co-hosts yesterday. And, of course, my thanks to uh, everybody who made the uh, parade route so exciting, all the schools and the groups and the organizations and the marching bands and everybody who uh, had a role in making it a very, very exciting day on Fifth Avenue yesterday. Thank goodness the weather held up. It was really nice. And um, everything worked out real well in terms of uh, 
in terms of the um, conditions, the um, <laughs> the the usual weather problems: so wind, rain, uh, excessive heat. It wasn't excessive. Some might have said it was excessive. I didn't think it was excessive, uh, but it was really beautiful and nice. Um, so all the uh, all the uh, all, all the challenges that the weather usually poses. Uh, we didn't have made it for a really smooth, wonderful, and incredible broadcast. And my thanks to Yoni and to ZK and to Sam Gilbert, our cameraman, and to Rochelle Zomik and to our friends at uh, Eden Walk and Kosher in Midtown in New York City for catering our lunch yesterday, and to Avrami and Yigal and Israel and everybody who, again, Made it a great broadcast. I'm sure I'm forgetting somebody, but as the morning goes on, hopefully we'll get everybody in on these thank yous and announcements here at JM in the AM. Well, there you go. Thanks so much for tuning in. More coming up. You're listening to JM in the AM. Meducha!
Fuck me. 
JM and the AM with Shlomo Katz and Mehera wrapping up the uh, six o'clock hour here at JM and the AM. Micha Gammerman with Kesha Shokayama and Gilarina. Levi Folkowitz at Cold OD. Bore Olam done by Jonathan Sheinfeld. And Menuchoff of one of the Yeshiva Boys Choir live albums with Yussis here at JM and the AM. Did I not do the music from before? Before in the original set this morning, the first set this morning. Funk Medley 2022, before that brand new Mordechai Shapiro with Tamid Yesh Siba and Get Back Up Again. In Israel, done by Sam Glazer, Mayor Sherman, our Monday morning theme song, Masecha Hashem, and of course, Regesh Modani opening things up. I don't think I did that this morning. If I did, honestly, I don't remember. So there you go. There's the review of the music from the last hour here at JM in the AM. Tomorrow on this broadcast, our friends at Art Scroll have made available to us Rory Weisberg. Rory Weisberg, living full and free with Rory, has written a brand new book, Food You Love That Loves You Back. It's a brand new cookbook. It is um, uh, over 500 pages. And uh, the idea here is that Rory Weisberg, a certified integrative health coach and diehard recipe developer who's always whipping up lip-smacking good-for-you foods that are fresh, exciting twists on the familiar... Uh, has put together a book where um, you can eat, eat healthy, and as the book uh, is entitled, you'll have food you love that loves you back. Rory Weisberg, our guest tomorrow here at JAM in the AM. We'll do that in the uh, 8 o'clock hour tomorrow morning. And my thanks to our friends at Artscroll. You can order the book right now by going to artscroll.com and take advantage of everything that artscroll.com has to offer. Uh, by using promo code radio, you get free shipping and, of course, a wonderful discount as well. Uh, always use promo code radio at artscroll.com. That's the rule. Make sure you uh, internalize that rule and utilize it whenever possible. My thanks to all of you who were on the parade route yesterday, to those of you who tuned in from around the world, to our parade broadcast on Fifth Avenue, with a big thank you to the Rothenberg Law Firm at InjuryLawyer.com. It was a, quite a broadcast, and... Um, our team came through. The weather came through. JCRC came through. Everybody came through. And it was really a uh, a wonderful effort. The schools, the groups, the organizations, Kolakavo, the marching bands, Kolakavo to everybody who really lit up Fifth Avenue with great support of Israel. The government officials as well. A lot of nice things said about Israel uh, yesterday on the parade route. Uh, so call like a vote and thanks so much to everybody who was tuned in and to those who commented on the app and who are checking in from different parts of the globe. Much, much appreciated to say the least news from Israel coming up and plenty more at America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listeners sponsored digital radio around the world. The web and Alchemsegal.com on the Alchemsegal network and of course on the beloved NSN app. Got Gali Tzal in the background. We will do our news from Israel coming up. I want to give a special thank you to our friends at the MTJ Yeshiva. Uh, I mentioned um, to one of the rabbis of uh, MTJ this past Wednesday night, I mentioned that uh, during the fire eight weeks ago, uh, we lost the calendar that we utilized every single morning on the broadcast. And uh, they replaced it. They sent, uh, they sent the new one over yesterday, which was really nice. Had, uh, and it's sitting in front of me right now. So to our friends at uh, MTJ, Masifta Tavares Yushalayim on the Lower East Side, I say thank you on this May 23rd, the 22nd of ER, at day number 37 in the counting of the Omer. It's 37, five weeks and two days. We forgot to count last night. Make sure to do so sometime today. And now I can say all of this stuff 
with authority because the calendar sits again in front of me here at JM and the AM. I was piecing it together over the last eight weeks. You probably didn't realize that. I was piecing it together from different sources. Uh, but now the MTJ calendar is in front of me. And I thank them very, very much. Thank you, Rabbi Edelman. And thanks to everybody at MTJ. Galitzal <laughs> in the background. Galitzal Israel Army Radio 2 p.m. newscast for a Monday follows next. We say Bokerto from Jam in the AM. יושב ראש ארגון המורים רן ארז הודיע על החרפה במאבקו נגד הרפורמה שמובילה שרת החינוך יפעת שאשא ביטון בבגרויות ההומניות. במסבת עיתונאים לפני זמן קצר הכריז כי שביתה נמצאת על הפרק עוד בשנת הלימודים הזו. אנחנו היום מחליטים שמתחילים להפעיל צעדים ארגוניים. עד עכשיו ניסינו בדרכי נוער. כמו מהנדס צריך להעיר אם רוצים שיבנה גשר בפחות ברזל. אנחנו כמורים וכמחנכים חובתנו לומר מה דעתנו. על הרפורמה בבחינות הבגרות ועל כל הצעדים הנוספים שבעצם פוגעים במערכת החינוך כתבתנו לענייני חינוך איילת ברון מוסיפה כי לארגון המורים יש סכסוך עבודה פעיל. במקביל להתנגדות לרפורמה בבגרויות, מתנגד ארז למהלכים נוספים שמקדמת השרה, ביניהם תוכנית גפן לגמישות ניהולית והמעבר לשבוע לימודים של חמישה ימים. שערה באוניברסיטת בן גוריון, בשעה זו מתקיימת הפגנה שבמהלכה מונפים דגלי פלסטין. ראש עיריית באר שבע, רוביק דנילוביץ', תקף ואמר בושה, מדווח כתבנו בדרום, רמי שני. כעס רב בעיריית באר שבע על כך שאוניברסיטת בן גוריון בנגב התירה קיום אירוע שבו יונפו דגלי פלסטין. ראש העיר רוביק דנילוביץ' העביר היום מסר חריף מאוד בעניין לנשיא האוניברסיטה, הפרופסור מרדכי חיימוביץ', בו קבע כי מדובר בחציית קו אדום. לישראל יש דגל אחד ורק אותו יש להניף. האוניברסיטה גילתה רפיסות בכך שאישרה את קיום האירוע. חיימוביץ' הודיע בתגובה כי יענה לראש העיר ישירות ולא באמצעות התקשורת. בית משפט השלום בירושלים התיר לפרסם את ההחלטה הנוגעת לקריאת שמע ישראל בהר הבית. בפתח דבריו הצהיר השופט, הוא אינו מתערב בעבודת המשטרה באכיפת הסדר הציבורי, הוא לא מעוניין לקבוע בנוגע לחופש הפולחן בהר הבית. השופט הבהיר כי החלטתו נוגעת למקרה המיוחד שהוא דן בו, ידיעה שהעביר כתבנו לענייני משפט, אביתר בר-און. חשוד פלסטיני שיידה אבנים לעבר כלי רכב ישראלים ליד צומת הדואר בבנימין נורה על ידי כוח צה"ל ונפצע באורח בינוני. לוחמי צה"ל שהיו במקום פתחו בנוהל מעצר חשוד וביצעו ירי לעבר החשודים. הפלסטיני שנפצע פונה לטיפול רפואי בבית החולים שערי צדק בירושלים ובהמשך יועבר לחקירה. אין נפגעים ישראלים באירוע. כתבנו הצבאי דורון קדוש מוסיף כי לוחמי צה"ל פתחו בסריקות במרחב אחר חשודים נוספים. כתב המשפט של חדשות 13, אביעד גליקמן, שקיבל לאחרונה איומים על חייו, מספר לנורית קנטי בגלי צה"ל, יש הסתה חמורה נגד עיתונאים. מישהו בפייסבוק כותב לי שאני אמשיך להסתובב בעיר מגורי מודיעין, אבל שאני אזהר כי יש לי הרבה שונאים. אנחנו רואים את ההסתה המטורפת שקורית, אני משער שגם יש יד מכוונת. כן, אני חושב שיבוא יקור, יבוא יום שזה מטורף אחד לקראת ההסתה המטורפת, ויקום ויעשה מעשה. ואת יודעת מה נורית? היום... מזג האוויר, ללא שינוי ניכר בטמפרטורות, אלה החדשות שעורך רועי ולד.
מחייכים כל בוקר לכבודך. עשה למען אימהות שלא חסכו מפניהם את הדמעה. עשה למען האבות שעמלו שלא יחסר לחם לקטנים. עשה למענם, למען בניך האהובים. עשה למען שמך, אין רק אדם אני. עשה למענך, אם לא למעני, עשה למענך, אדון העולמים. ואם עוד מאמין אתה בי, עשה למעני. עשה למען שמך, אין רק אדם אני. עשה למענך, אם לא למעני, עשה למענך, אדון העולמים. ואם עוד מאמין אתה בי, עשה למעני. בחורים שיחזרו הביתה מהקרב. עשה למען האדם, כי לא לנצח לאן ילך עכשיו. עשה למען התקווה, שנמצא בתוכנו רגע נחמה. עשה למענך, עשה למען האמונה. עשה למען שמך.
Vergessen für nie. In ihr Gassen hinter die heuchen Teuren pflegen mich spazieren gein. Die kleine Hase eingehielt in die Mäuren, seit sie sein Gewehen scheint. Ihre Steine für Seudes behalten, alter Säue für Jur. Dine wie im auf seine Ginem gesingen. Für mein Fahnen, den ich schulten sich behalten, kein Mukampach hat nicht gewähnt. Ihre Schelei, mein Kräun für reine Gold, ich will dich noch am Museum. Tate, wir willen zurück heimgehen, ob ich die Affen dem Tier. Zerik auf ihre Schleim, dem Scheine, wo ich bin ich verrinnt, verdient. Scheine zarten, ruhigen, feine, gedenken Samigdosh, dem prachtvolle Gebäude, wecken vergessen für nie. Wenn ein Stein auf ein Herz gelegen, wie Zigeine gewehen. Mit Akkorden im Beisamigdosh gelaufen, dem Taten gegangen sein. Die Kahanen und Wasserkleide gerade gestanden, wie Sanner in Eines Mieres gesingen, dem Herz dich bariert. Alle Völker pflegen nie, was tun es schicken, der barimt es einen mir gewähnt. Als mir seine Balipa die Baschafe haben alle gekannt sein. Tate, wir willen zurück heimgehen, ob er die Affen dem Tier. Bootserik auf dem Tempel, dem dritten, wo ich bin ich verharrt, verdient. Ich bin 
Warte, will ins Rieke heimgehen, ob die Affen dem Tier. Nimm zurück dein liebliche Kinder, ob nicht wahr ins Verdienst. Jesse Green, done in memory of uh, Shragi Gestetner, which we will do in its entirety coming up here at JM in the AM. Uh, that's uh, Habain Yakir Lee is the name of that one. Before that, Yerushalayim, that's Chaim Shlomo with Yerushalayim. Very interesting selection, a Yiddish selection. And of course, Yom Yerushalayim is coming up on Sunday. Um... Matis will be doing JM Sunday on Sunday. Uh, we are assuming at this point as we work out final details, that we'll have some type of combined Yom Yerushalayim, Yom Chavron program on Monday. The wrinkle in all of that is that Monday is Memorial Day. So your legal holiday edition of JM and the AM will also be a special programming edition uh, with certainly a Jerusalem theme. And um, the, uh, the sounds of 1967 as narrated by the one and only Mayor Weingarten of blessed memory will be on the air in the 8 o'clock hour, we got to give everybody exact time as we get closer and closer. We'll give you an exact time of when to expect that on Monday uh, here at JM in the AM. And who knows what other surprises we may have on a Yom Yerushalayim morning. So again, Yom Yerushalayim is Sunday. We'll commemorate it Monday on Memorial Day. And I hope you'll all be tuned in. And of course, the highlight, uh, Mayor Weingarten and the um, sounds of 1967, that segment will be coming up in the 8 o'clock hour, and we will try to give you an exact time as we get closer and closer between now and uh, the weekend. JM and the AM, I've asked Miriam L. Wallach, who was uh, one of my great co-hosts yesterday. Uh, she, along with Mark Zamek, um, uh, helped make a, uh, a wonderful trio uh, that presided over the uh, Celebrate Israel Parade coverage yesterday here at the Nahum Siegel Network. I've asked Miriam to join me just to do some thank yous and a bit of a um, retrospect on what happened yesterday on Fifth Avenue. Remember, it was the first time in three years that we were there on the avenue, and that in itself was significant, plus the great weather and the wonderful spirit from the groups, organizations, government officials, schools, etc., made it a wonderful day on the avenue. We appreciate those of you who've been uh, commenting and uh, giving us feedback from around the world, around North America and Israel and other parts of the world who are tuned into our broadcast. Miriam al Wallach, welcome to JM in the AM. Thank you, Nachum. Good morning. Good morning. It was quite a day yesterday, you have to say. And a big thank you to the Rothenberg Law Firm and the Rothenberg Family, InjuryLawyer.com. I'm sure they were proud of our coverage yesterday. And remember, our coverage was start to finish. Our coverage was <laughs> making sure that as many of the uh, groups and um, and the government officials and the organizations and schools were recognized as possible on the route. And we were there from the beginning till the end. And I think we have a lot to be proud of. So uh, uh, a, a big thank you to you and everybody who was involved. We had a great team, and I hope you enjoyed the day on Fifth Avenue in New York City. The, the, the parade was wonderful. The support that we've received from our listeners has been amazing. Yes, international support. It's been, it's been absolutely fabulous um, and truly heartening, honestly, because it took a lot of effort to get this whole thing set up three years later. Not everybody... 
not all of the vendors that we used to work with, did we work with, and there was regrouping and, shall I say, pivoting. And uh, it was fabulous. It was a wonderful day. I don't agree that the weather was amazing. I came home like a dish rag, my father would say. Uh, but it was, you know, I couldn't have asked for more. It was not rained out, shall we say. It was not rained out. For a, for 2022, you did not disappoint. Uh, no question about it. And, uh, look, it could have been much worse in terms of the humidity. And we were happy that the humidity was uh, pretty low. Plus, of course, the wind that always interferes with our broadcasts uh, was not there yesterday. So a lot to be thankful for, weather-wise and otherwise, on Fifth Avenue. And you have to admit, uh, we did see a lot of spirit. We wondered, what would it be like? We wondered three years later, would uh, would the kids, would the adults, would the faculty in the schools, with the leaders of the groups and organizations, with the with the lay leaders that are, are, are marching up Fifth Avenue, with the government officials, would everybody have the spirit that we're looking for in terms of celebrating Israel? And I think that expectations were reasonable, but I think we exceeded the expectations. Oh, I'd agree with that. I'd, I'd absolutely agree with that. And the truth of the matter is that this, I'm, let's be honest, this could have gone, this could have gone multiple ways, right? Oh, yeah. This could have gone multiple ways in terms of participation from schools and from officials. It could have been from the, I'm sorry, I'll call them the out-of-town schools, the out-of-New York, New Jersey schools, saying, yeah, we're not we're not coming this year. You know, it's been three years, our kids don't really expect it and whatever else, and we're just going to blow it off. And, but, and the same thing is true with participants. There was still a lot going on yesterday. You know, it used to be nothing, that nothing else happened on Parade Sunday, right? Right. Nothing. Nothing. If something happened, it happened in the evening. Well, we were thrown for a loop when this year, Parade Sunday was May 22, and people had things scheduled, and the parade really could not be announced as an advance, as in advance, as it usually was, or it has been previously. So we were battling, and by we, I mean anyone involved in the parade, were battling things on people's schedules that they just, they just had planned, because May 22, who would think? Why would you think? It would be so early. So there were a lot of factors that could have gone totally pushing us in the other direction and not as successful a day as we saw yesterday, but everyone came out. It was really, it was, it was fabulous. And truth be told also, I don't remember we having this kind of, um, I would say open dialogue, but willing dialogue from from uh, from different politicians and community leaders. So, yeah. No question yeah. about it. It was nice that uh, so many of the government officials, the ambassador of Israel to the U.S., and so many others joined us on the air, and we were able to uh, get their comments uh, during the uh, the on the actual parade route during the actual mm-hmm. parade as they would break from their group to come on over, which is always which is always flattering and fun, and uh, and that was a great piece to the entire day. And a big thank you, of course, to everybody, to you, to Mark Zamek, to ZK, to Yoni, uh, to our friends at Kosher in Midtown, Kevin Conan, and everybody on East. 34th Street, Kosher in Midtown for catering our affair, at to Stacey Siegel, to Rochelle Zamek, and to Sam Gilbert, our cameraman, and to Avrami and Yigal in Israel, and to everybody who had a role in yesterday's uh, a parade. I'm not forgetting anybody. Uh, and the JCRC, of course, who came through for us both before and during the parade. Uh, not easy for them because this wasn't even scheduled until a few months ago, and sure enough, because of the um, uh, how Shavuos ends up, and Memorial Day weekend, etc., as you indicated, we ended up on May 22nd, which is relatively early compared to the first Sunday in June that we are used to. So put it all together. It was a challenge, and yet uh, everybody came through with flying colors.
dollars, and we had an amazing day on Fifth Avenue in New York City. And a big thank you, of course, to the Rothenberg Law Firm, InjuryLawyer.com, and the Rothenberg family, who I know are waking up this morning with great pride that they were the sponsors of our broadcast yesterday. Oh, that's for sure. That's for sure. And you know, we mentioned this during the broadcast yesterday also, but it wor- it's worth repeating. Even when there was no parade, the Rothenbergs were there. That's right. <laughs> and and that- it, 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 it's so, I mean, this is going to, I hope this comes out right. It's not just about the parade for them. It's about supporting this network and it's about supporting you. So they were in for the long haul and great. We made it back. We made it back to Fifth Avenue and it's fabulous, but it's not like they said to us, call us back when the parade's back on. They didn't. 100%. They they enjoy what this network does on a daily basis, and the parade is like the cherry on top. It's an amazing day and a fantastic way for thousands of people to celebrate Israel, and we give them credit for recognizing just how important our broadcast is uh, for that. A lot of people couldn't make it. First of all, a lot of people made it and were watching and listening as they were at the parade, which was really cool to hear. And then, of course, plenty of people did not make it, uh, and they were listening and watching from around the world, which is always so nice as well. So there you go. You know what I felt like yesterday, Malcolm? Yeah. For the pe- for the people who were at the parade and still either watching us on their phones or listening or doing whatever, I felt like in the eighties when I used to go to Yankee games, my brother used to listen to the game on like a radio. Yeah, people were listening to the play by play as they're walking up Fifth exactly. Avenue, which is exactly. pretty cool. And that's actually what one of the police officers said to me. He said, "You made these hours go by. It was like you were narrating the parade." <laughs> And we joked when the parade was over that neither one of us realized that we never went to music. Right. We we never took a break. I don't like eating on camera. We certainly don't like eating on camera, drinking on camera, whatever. But, like, there was no break yesterday. And that's also, I think, why I was surprised when the parade was over. Because we'd been going straight. And all of a sudden, Mark thought, and all of a sudden, I hear you wrapping up. I'm like, why is he wrapping up? And then I realized that the parade was over. Over three and a half hours, folks. It's on Vimeo. It's on YouTube. Our YouTube channel. It's uh, com. It's in a. It's a Facebook Live. You could still watch it. There, someone contacted me from Israel this morning. They were looking for a specific part of the parade, which was really cool. So yeah, a lot of people out there who enjoyed our broadcast, and some of them haven't seen it yet, but they will enjoy it once they see it. Miriam Alwalik, I thank you and the entire team, and Lashana uh, Bobby Rushalayim. Amen, Nachum. Amen. That's, yes, 75, right? Next year, 75. We'll see how that's going to be handled by the Nachum Siegel Network. We'll figure it out. Stay tuned, everybody. <laughs> Stay tuned is right. Yom Yerushalayim coming up on Monday. I know, everybody, Yom Yerushalayim is Sunday, but we are planning on doing our Yom Yerushalayim special on Monday with details to follow as we go through the week right here at JM in the AM. More coming up at JM in the AM. This is that selection from Yossi Green which was done in memory of Shragi Gestetner, one of the victims of the Mayrone tragedy. Here it is at Jamnia.
Shragi Gestetner, one of the victims of the Mayron tragedy one year ago. Brand new with Habein Yakir Lee here at JM in the AM. My thanks again to everybody at the Celebrate Israel Parade yesterday, as we discussed. And a special thank you to the Rothenberg Law Firm, InjuryLawyer.com, and the Rothenberg family. I do want to remind everybody that the American Friends of Aterat Kwanim, Jerusalem Chai, are celebrating Yom Yushalayim here in the U.S. of A. on Wednesday, June the 1st at Terrace in the Park. Guest speakers, the Honorable Mike Pompeo, former U.S. US Secretary of State. Honorees include Dr. Jean and Paulina Berkovich, Josh Nass, Michal Harris, uh, Ms. Emily Heshing. And a special tribute to the memory of Mel and Mildred Wadler, among the beloved founders, American friends of Aterat Koanim. Reservations and information at teretkoanim.org slash dinner. Teretkoanim.org slash dinner. Get your reservations in June 1st. Terrace in the Park. It's going to be an exciting way to celebrate Yom Yerushalayim. If you're not in Yerushalayim, teretkoanim.org slash dinner. Simple as that. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Zechanishmas Harav Zevin Biosivalevi, and Zechanishmas Esther Basar Biosivalevi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. The great Sadiq Rabbi Levine used to visit hospitals and wish every person a Rufua Shalema. Once he came to the Bikr Cholim Hospital, he found that one of the staff members, who himself was a tzaddik, was very sick. Rabbiah sat down near him and tried to speak to him. Suddenly, he lost consciousness. Rabbiah called the doctors and the staff. They began to administer oxygen. They worked for over two hours, and finally, they revived the patient. Rabbiah remained the entire time by his side. And he asked the individual what had transpired. 
the tzaddik explained that he was brought before the Basin Shomailo, the heavenly court, and the judges were sitting in judgment. Hundreds and thousands of malachim dressed in white, they all entered, and they said that they had been created from the various mitzvahs he had done. However, there were malachim who were created from the Averis, and they were dressed in black. One said that he didn't daven properly. One said that he had once by accident eaten something that was forbidden. When the Averis for which he didn't do tshuva remained, the balance was about 50-50. As the judges debated his verdict, one of the great men of Yerushalayim who had been on the vat of the Bikr Cholim, he had also passed on years ago, entered the courtroom. Upon his entrance, all the Dayonim rose in his honor and asked why he had come. He explained that he heard that they were judging Rabbi Yosef. He knew him very well because Rabbi Yosef had been one of the people on staff when he himself was the head of the committee. He was coming to testify on his behalf that Rabbi Yosef was a very truthful person and did his work with 100% honesty. It was decided that since the Rav had spoken so highly of him, they would allow him to go back to the world to correct what he had done wrong. Rabbi Yosef was wandering over the mountains through valleys. He couldn't find his way back to this world when all of a sudden he heard a voice call out to him, Rabbi Yosef, on the mountain, he saw a man. He asked, do you remember me? Rabbi Yosef said, I'm sorry, but I don't remember you. The man reminded him that when Rabbi Yosef was seven or eight, they lived in the same city. The people of the town would invite guests for Shabbos, but no one wanted to invite this man because they thought that he ate too much. So everyone was placed except for him. Rabbi Yosef and his father were the last two people to leave shul. Rabbi Yosef pleaded with his father, please bring this man home. At first, his father was reluctant, but finally he agreed, and the man ate that Shabbos at their home. When Motsoi Shabbos came, the man told Rabbi Yosef that one day he's going to repay him for his kindness. However, they never met again, and the man was unable to repay him. Now he sees him, and he wants to know what he could do for him. Rabbi Yosef explained that he was just trying to get back to this world, and he could not find his way. The man showed him how to go, and Rabbi Yosef woke up in the hospital. So great is the mitzvah of Achnas It guards over us in this world, and also in the next. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser, bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day. J.M. and the A.M. Thank you, Rabbi Goldwasser. The third annual New York Gala for United Hatzalah happens this coming Tuesday, tomorrow night, starting at 5.30 at Chelsea Piers on Pier 60 in New York City. It'll begin at 5.30 p.m. United Hatzalah has over 6,000 volunteer EMS first responders saving lives in Israel in three minutes or less. They also, by the way, are now working internationally, as we see from the Ukraine and other areas. Uh, it's available free to all people, regardless of race, religion, or national origin. If you're at all familiar with life in Israel, you know about the work of United Hatzalah and what they are doing on a daily basis. Plus, their Young Leadership event happens right after the gala at 9 p.m. tomorrow night. Tickets are available at uhnygala.com. That's United Hatzalah, uhnygala.com. Or you can email events at israelrescue.org, events at israelrescue.org. 
LeeBeer.org. Eli Beer is the founder and leader of United Hatzalah in Israel. Is with us live. He was actually here yesterday in New York City um, in order to participate in the uh, Celebrate Israel Parade. And he's with us live via telephone. Eli Beer, welcome back to JM in the AM. Bokatov to you and to all Am Israel around the world who are listening to you. It was I appreciate that. It was good seeing you yesterday, and it was great to celebrate Israel with you. But I want to go back in time just a little bit. Um, what were your thoughts on Lagba Omer a year later? Because I would assume that United Hatzalah had a big role in what was unfortunately one of the terrible tragedies uh, uh, for our people in recent times uh, one year ago in Mayron. What do you What do you recollect? What do you remember about that day a year ago? Um, so, this last year would, would never be forgotten by me and I think by any Hatzalah volunteer that operated uh, in Mayron or outside of Mayron. We had over 200 members of uh, United Hatzalah there who were just going there every year to, to make sure if someone gets hurt, they could treat them. And um, we usually had a few hundred people who needed medical assistance. We We... We dealt with the, you know, tens of thousands of people that were there at one time. Uh, over the 24 hours, we sometimes had over half a million people in a very small area, and some the weather usually was very hot too. So that was another part that we had to get ready for. And every year we used to have a um, a chaim in the end. In the end of the Operation Meron, that Baruch Hashem had a nest that no one was killed. It was just an, uh, an, you know, a spontaneous lachaim that Baruch Hashem, no one was killed. And this was every single year. And I was my biggest worry would be every year that people would die. I didn't think of more than one or two or three. I never thought of that kind of numbers. I don't. No one thought about these kind of numbers. Uh, this was. Uh, a real for that happened. This was, um, I don't know where it came from. This this number was so high that will never be forgotten by me. And everyone, it was a disaster. Some of our volunteers had to go through special, you know, treatment. Uh, they were personally affected by this, emotionally affected. The trauma. So coming, trauma was, you know, we were working trying to save people. Had 300 people injured. Wow. 300 people injured. Uh, we had, uh, unfortunately, 45 people that died, that passed away there, and we were fighting for every single one of them. Every single one of them we were fighting for, trying to save. And we got a few of them, you know, that we thought we may have a chance to the hospital. Baruch Hashem, we were able to save a few people. But uh, it ended up with, uh, you know, out of everything that happened last year, if you think about it, Nachum, last year we had a war in yeah. Israel. We were dealing with a war. We were dealing with waves of COVID. Some of them were really, you know, you know, bad again. And then Miron, you know, Miron was before the war. Right. And this Miron will be never, will never be forgotten. That's something that we have to remember this. And we have to remember, first of all, Ben Adam Chavero. It's really so important because it starts with Adam Chavero. The reason... Every 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 event like this happens because people start pushing, and this thing was you couldn't stop it really. But every year we used to see the pushing, the pushing and pushing and pushing. You want everyone wants to touch the caver. Everyone wants to touch the caver. In order to touch the caver, you need to push. 
and that's what we were always scared about. And uh, this yeah. year, I assume you heard from your volunteers that, I mean, please God, thank God, even though there were some rough moments, things went well, right? Yes, definitely. First of all, I have to say, Shakov, the Israeli police, who really put a lot of efforts to make sure that it could have happened again, the balagan they had last year and the year before. It was still a balagan. It was not. It was not a. It was not a clean scene, and we had a lot of incidents there. And Baruch Hashem, we had a lot of people that were injured. I think we treated over two hundred people, but nothing compared to the injuries that we were dealing with last year. Right. People hurt. People, you know, dehydrated. They, they. A lot of people, because it was, they had to do a change, and so many people got stuck in it in the different parts of the mountain, in the parking lot, and they didn't have enough water. So um, the, the Makomat HaKadoshim, you know, organization arranged, you know, tens of thousands of bottles of water, but they needed to transport it to the people. So we were taking hotel ambulances. United Hotel Ambulance were, were, were taking bottles of water from one parking lot to another. People were so thirsty, they needed a drink. It was, it was a real danger. And uh, Baruch Hashem, everything went out final. Everything was okay in this year. Unbelievable. Baruch Hashem. Ali Beer is with us. All of this, we're talking about two days. We just spoke about last year, Mayron, and then this year, Mayron. That's two days, but it's every single day of the year that over 6,000 volunteers in Israel are working with United Hatzalah to help people in every type of situation, from women who are giving birth to people who are injured to accidents that happen in Israel, and of course, as we outlined last time, Ali was on the terror attacks and the response uh, that the Hatzalah volunteers uh, undertake um, uh, during episodes like that, which are obviously an added level of danger that they go through in those situations. All we ask is that everybody come out tomorrow night to the third annual New York Gala and support the work of United Hatzalah. It's happening on Pier 60 on Chelsea Piers in New York City starting at 5.30 p.m. plus the Young Leadership After Party at 9 o'clock tomorrow night. There's an easy way to make reservations and to support United Hatzalah whether you're there tomorrow night or not. You can purchase a ticket at uhnygala.com uhnygala.com or event at israelrescue.org. You can check out the website, israelrescue.org. Events at israelrescue.org. There's also a phone number, 646-833-7108. 646-833-7108. You saw the Ambu cycles on Fifth Avenue yesterday at the parade. That's just one, it's a big piece, but it's one piece of the success of United Hatzalah that they're able to get through the nooks and crannies of Jerusalem and many other cities and areas because of the Ambu cycles that they have. You may want to consider actually sponsoring an ambu cycle which is one of the unique aspects of united hatzala ellie why is it so vital that people come out tomorrow night and in general support united hatzala of israel so um i for me personally it's uh it's a uh, um i would feel very very special start to start our events again i you know what i went through two exactly two years ago in in the hospital fighting for my life two years ago and this was during the right after Purim, and and I went through such a hard time and surviving COVID the way I did on a ventilator month, and then said, you know, everything shut down, the world shut down, and organizations were affected, and we had to stop all our events, and of course, United Hatzalah's fundraising had to continue because we need to save lives, but it was very hard to get to so many people um, 
we were doing Zoom for a while, but even that got people got bored out of Zoom. So we want to get people back to support the way people, a lot of people enjoy. Not everyone enjoys. We have the concert coming up in, the, in Sukkot for sure, and Nacham, you're involved with that too. Yep. And we have this, 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 this gala, this dinner. So the dinner, Baruch Hashem, I think is, is selling out already because of you. But if someone really wants to come to support, uh, they should email. They could email to my office to office at unitedisraelrescue.org. Well, uh, office at israelrescue.org and say we want to come and we'll try accommodating them. them. And, and another way is on our website, israelrescue.org. Um, very, very helpful when someone even gives a dollar or a hundred dollars. You were mentioning an ambicycle. Right. I will never, never forget. I had a, I had a interview with you a couple of years back, maybe 10 years ago, and we had an ambicycle stolen. In Israel. Oh, I remember that. And I'm right. telling you. Right. Yeah, and you were interviewing me about that ambicycle. It's a big loss. And unfortunately, it was, it was found by uh, our army, Israeli army, in Ramallah. Right. Uh, it was stolen by a police, by a, by a Palestinian policeman who stole it. We, we don't know what was his intentions to do with it. It's very dangerous. He could go anywhere. And thank God it was, it was stolen. It was caught, but it was uh, damaged. And someone heard our interview. Um, I'm not going to mention their name, but they donated two ambicycles from this interview. And the relationship continued and continued for many years. And, I, and that's why I think people here, they could do something meaningful, have an ambicycle with your name on it, and we give it to a volunteer. And that volunteer saves lives on your behalf. And it's uh, it's in this hut of this show, which it does chesed all day, and it gives the people the opportunity to be involved with good things. And so you can learn more about it, about the ambicycles at israelrescue.org. And if you do donate an ambicycle, just do it on the bottom, put on the memo in the honor of JM and AM. <laughs> because uh, I appreciate that. You, you do deserve you do deserve this hut. If you want to be there tomorrow night, office at israelrescue.org, office at israelrescue.org. It's the third annual New York Gala at Pier 60 in New York City. And, of course, we do recommend, as Ellie just said, whether it's an ambucycle or any other type of donation, support the work of United Hatzalah. They are on a daily basis. Literally, you'll know that someone's using that ambucycle regularly in terms of saving lives, being at episodes, incidents that are very sensitive and, and, and really necessary uh, to have first responders. And, of course, uh, getting people to the hospital and helping them on the spot uh, with injuries and with life-saving situations. Uh, UHNYGala.com, IsraelRescue.org. Use the websites. Use the phone number. Get your reservations in if you want to be there tomorrow night. And certainly donate as much as you can to IsraelRescue.org. L.E.B., or anything else you'd like to mention, sir? Yeah, I just want to mention, while we're all talking and working uh, for the future of Israel, a lot of Jews are still... uh, in Sarah, the, uh, people, a lot of Jews are still in Ukraine. Yeah. And uh, United Atala is still there. We have uh, over 100 volunteers who are in Ukraine, around Ukraine, uh, rescuing people and taking them out of danger. Um, a lot of, we just had a rescue yesterday. We rescued parents with uh, twins. that they had, they, they had twins. The twins were a few days old. Yeah. And we... Um, 
the one of the one of the boys there was a boy and a girl the twins and one of them was sick so they, the baby was in the ICU for a few days and then we took two ambulances to get this family out um, from Kiev uh, into Poland and now they're in uh, tonight they're going to fly into Israel this is an operation that was done by volunteers of United Hatzalah with ambulances that were purchased and donated by people who wanted to help the situation in Ukraine. So our operations are all over Israel. We treat almost 1,700 people a day. But besides for that, we also have our operations going on in Ukraine, so that's also a good way to support uh, through our website, israelrescue.org. Amazing. Ellie, good luck tomorrow night, and thanks so much for uh, all the work that you and your staff and all the volunteers do to help the people of Israel. Thank you, and thanks to all your listeners. Uh, Ellie Beer, founder, uh, president, United Hatzalah. Uh, make sure to uh, go to the website, israelrescue.org, israelrescue.org. Their big event in New York is tomorrow night, but we recommend, whether you're at the event or not, support the great work of United Hatzalah. JM and the AM, more coming up. Reminder, tomorrow on this program, uh, we've got a, uh, a brand new cookbook that we're going to be featuring. Rory Weisberg, Rory Weisberg on the topic of food you love that loves you back. That's the name of the 500 plus page book, Food You Love That Loves You Back. Our friends at Art Scroll have released it. Those of you out there who head to the website, make sure to use promo code radio for your discount and free shipping. Again, go to the website, artscroll.com, use promo code radio. The book is called Food You Love. And that loves you back. <laughs> and and uh, I know it is a good title. And again, anything at artscroll.com will um, uh, get you a discount plus free shipping if you use promo code radio. Always use promo code radio at artscroll.com. This portion of NSN programming brought to you by our friends at A&H. I can report that the Hasselback Salami, Erev Shabbos, was a big hit. A big thank you to uh, Mrs. Siegel. Uh, our guests... Uh, devoured it really enjoyed a great Arab shabbos treat <laughs> hasselback salami made with a great a and h large salami hey do the same thing trust me you'll be just as popular uh and with grilling season right around the corner memorial day weekend is coming up make sure you have plenty of a and h hot dogs of all varieties in your freezer and fridge so that you're stocked up and ready to grill ready to roll uh don't forget speaking of memorial day weekend uh, yom yushalayim is sunday and we will commemorate it on Monday. We'll commemorate Yom Yerushalayim on Monday. And uh, the segment with Mayor Weingarten of Blessed Memory, uh, where he uh, would outline the sounds of 1967, we'll have that in the 8 o'clock hour on Monday. We'll try to give you an exact time on that as we get closer. Here's a request from our NSN app, 8th day at JM in the AM. Unspoken desires unknown Child cries in the darkness of her own She's wishing, she's hoping Dreaming of a time And just to feel a tear of joy So take this blessing from me As your miracle is born And the answer to you 
your prayer shines tonight May the heavens swing open Let all your heart's desire rain down on you I lift my hands above your head Your miracles are broken Your tearful eye never dry We are beyond the sunshine
JM in the AM. It's uh, Baruch Levine wrapping up the hour with Ataya Khad here at JM in the AM. Rain 2.0 is a request from our app uh, from 8th Day. We got that on here at JM in the AM as well. Feel free to comment on the app. Go to the NSN, Nahum Segal Network app for Android and iPhone and comment away at all times. This is America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at NahumSegal.com on the Nahum Segal Network and of course on the beloved NSN app. Uh, Dr. Chaim Gertner is with us live via telephone from Israel. He's director of international relations for Yad Vashem. As you can imagine, plenty going on at Yad Vashem. And, of course, we have an opportunity to talk about uh, the most recent commemoration uh, that took place on Yom HaShoah and many other things. Again, Director of International Relations, Yad Vashem, Dr. Chaim Gertner. Shalom, shalom, and welcome to JM in the AM. Shalom, good morning. Pleasure to speak with you. Actually, uh, I'm now in New York. Uh, oh, you're in New York now. Yes. So we're only connecting. Of, we're only connecting through an Israeli phone, but you're in New York City right now. Right. As part of the Advashem efforts to be uh, relevant worldwide, uh, uh, we have operations also uh, all over the world, and especially here in the U.S. Yeah. Well, no question about that. And of course, I'm sure that those operations were stifled somewhat over the last couple of years. So it must be a good feeling to get out and meet people internationally right now. Absolutely, and also host uh, visitors back uh, in the Mountain of Remembrance in Yad Vashem in Jerusalem. That's is, right. Uh, of course, uh, a relief. I can only imagine that uh, there's a lot more people coming to Jerusalem, a lot more people visiting Yad Vashem now uh, than what you've seen over the last couple of years. Tell us about Yom HaShoah 2022. We know that Yom HaShoah was the week after Pesach, just a couple of weeks ago. Uh, tell us what was unique about this year's commemoration. If we post-COVID days, uh, I think this was the, maybe the most unique uh, uh, element in, in Yom HaShoah's uh, events this year uh, in Jerusalem, uh, because, you know, during the last two years, uh, we uh, had a very limited uh, amount of people uh, in, the, in the national ceremony that uh, we held uh, in the eve of Yom HaShoah and also during the day. Uh, but today, uh, we were back on track, and uh, as usual, even a bit more than usual, we have uh, more than 2,600 uh, participants in our uh, Yom HaShoah event, uh, which was uh, voted this year to, uh, every year we pick up a theme, a central theme for the Holocaust Remembrance Day, so the whole operational, uh, the, the whole uh, educational operations in Israel and uh, also commemoration are uh, devoted to a, a specific theme, right. uh, so this theme uh, this year was transports to extinct, extinction, uh, so we dealt with uh, the theme of deportation of Jews during the Holocaust. Uh, of course, it didn't start uh, eight years ago, a bit more, and continued until the, uh, the end of the war, but uh, we thought that this is exactly the time to uh, deal with that issue. Uh, so the theme was very interesting, and also the fact that uh, we had a lot of visitors. And you know that in each one of uh, the events, uh, we uh, have uh, six torchlighters, Right. Uh, at uh, the heart of, of, of that uh, very moving event that I'm sure um, people do uh, watch here from, from the far here in the U.S. as well. And uh, this year, one of them uh, passed away two weeks before the event, and his son uh, lighted up the, the torch. And, uh, well, I think that this is where we are, uh, in a generation where we less and less have uh, survivors among us. And uh, the torch uh, is being... Uh, 
sent to the to the next generation. Uh, we were asked to specifically highlight someone named Olga K. What could you tell us about Olga K., who was at one time a resident of New York? Right, Olga K. Olga Kay was one of uh, the six torchlighters this year. Uh, she was born in Hungary right. in, uh, in a small town and then uh, uh, was sent uh, with her family, was deported with her family to another village and a month later was deported with her sister to, with her family, sorry, to Auschwitz. And only uh, her sister and her were uh, there. Um, they were sent to a uh, concentration camp in Germany uh, to forced labor, to, to, uh, as a forced labor camp. And uh, and uh, only on uh, April uh, 15th, uh, both of them were liberated with another sister that uh, they found, but the sister passed away ever because she was extremely sick. Out, out of uh, 10 kids, only uh, three uh, survived, among them um, uh, Olga. Uh, uh, she uh, testified, uh, for example, that uh, on April 15th, 1945, she said, I remember the face of the soldier that came to me uh, through the door in uh, Bergen-Belsen and, uh, and said we were liberated. Uh, she said we joy because we were liberated, but what now? At the end, uh, she decided to uh, immigrate after being in Sweden. Uh, she decided to immigrate to New York when she lived until 1985. Then uh, she uh, uh, made an aliyah and uh, followed her, uh, 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 the family uh, and lived uh, in Israel and is still living now in Israel. So uh, this was really a, a very, very moving story. I think this is the highlight of any uh, uh, Holocaust commemoration event in Yad Vashem every year. And um, I don't want to use the word typical and say typical story because there's no such thing. I'm sure you who uh, works with Yad Vashem could t- talk about the uniqueness of each individual story. But but I, but I think we should mention that this is one of so many. This is one journey of so many that took place uh, starting in World War II and uh, uh, you just never know where fate will lead you uh, where the one above will will lead individuals and families and uh, it it must be interesting that when all these stories are put together you end up with a community of people uh, that have gone through a unique experience Absolutely, you see I work uh, almost 20 years in Yad Vashem and uh, and I find so many unique and unbelievable stories every day. Yeah. Uh, you thought that you have heard and saw everything, but then uh, there is another uh, unbelievable uh, story. But you know that uh, I think that uh, w- one of the most uh, challenging challenges that we have nowadays is the fact that in a world uh, with less and less uh, Holocaust. And there is no replacement for the Holocaust survivor's voice. I mean, if there was someone that tells us, I was there, and this is what I testify that I saw, there is no replacement for such a voice. Yeah. So Yad Vashem uh, is now uh, preparing uh, itself for, uh, for uh, that phase. And what we found, interestingly, that uh, w- when this voice is less and less uh, uh, live with us, uh, we are, we have to go back to the, to those who didn't have the ability to submit testimonies. And because they were murdered. I mean, the, the, most of the six million Jews. And uh, this is why we are uh, collecting every item that we can uh, and much more intensively during the last uh, decade and uh, nowadays as well, because we uh, are sure, we are convinced that uh, the voices of items, of documents, of artifacts, of art that was created during the, the war uh, are enabling us, if we let them talk and uh, if we uh, are enabling us to hear them, uh, are enabling us to uh, 
uh, be encountered with uh, with the story and with the evidence and it is also important today uh, because of uh, the rise of uh, anti-semitism and uh, much more holocaust distortion and uh, uh, trivialization a bit of denial also but much much more distortion so yad vashem is leading uh, or paving the way or leading uh, <clears throat> the walk with uh, accuracy because we think that uh, accuracy has to be uh, based first and foremost on evidence on evidence this is why we collect everything this is why Hashem has the largest collection of holocaust related material more than 220 million pages of documents today and we are massively continuing to collect it and also on a solid uh, state-of-the-art research, and this right. is why we have the International Research Institute at Yad Vashem. So by both of them, by uh, uh, collecting the evidence, the items, the documents, uh, and by uh, pure research and excellent research, we are uh, dealing with uh, this issue of accuracy in uh, in a world that uh, the voice itself can't be heard anymore, Dr. less and less. Dr. Chaim Gertner with us live via telephone, Director of International Relations at Yad Vashem. And I, I think that I want to I want to try to add to your point because look, we know that the testimonies, the videos, the films, Holocaust survivors being uh, uh, recorded, both audio and video. We know how critical all, all of those testimonies and all of those segments are. But you're making such an important point that there are evidences of uh, where people lived and how they lived and what they went through, uh, whether it's um, uh, different uh, items from Holocaust survivors and their families, uh, whether it's photographs, etc. I mean, the testimonies are great to have, and I'm sure you acknowledge that it's one of the most important pieces of this entire uh, operation of Yad Vashem moving forward as we lose survivors in subsequent years. But actual evidence, tangible material is so vital to this as well. Am I correct? Correct about that. Yes, you see, I, I was sitting here in New York yesterday, and the, and the, a person came to meet me, and they brought me a letter and photos that uh, he's, he had at home from his uncle that was not touched until recently, and he found it only by an accident at home, and uh, it commemorates uh, uh, by photos and by uh, writing. Uh, a murder uh, of the Jews in one of the sub camps in Germany yeah. uh, uh, documented by uh, an American soldier that uh, kept it all those years and the family found it only now so that documents like that are very very essential but you know it is not only documentation and research that Yad Vashem is uh, interested uh, in collecting uh, massively but also uh, relevance I think that uh, teaching and commemorating uh, the Holocaust uh, is also uh, very important because if we will collect but not share and not do it relevant, uh, not create relevance for our youngsters, then it will be uh, less used. I think. And I, I assume that means I, I assume that means informal, uh, informal environments like schools, etc., but also in the media and and informally to the world as well. Absolutely. I think that uh, first and foremost today, uh, not only in COVID times, but in COVID times we saw it very massively, uh, online uh, activities are essential. So the online assets of Yad Vashem, the website, uh, a huge uh, amount of work in social media, because, you know, social media is the marketplace. This right. is where we have to be. But also... So uh, being outside, you know, Yad Vashem now has a new leadership. We have uh, a new chairman, uh, Mr. Danny Dayan, who used to be sure. here, a council general. And Yad Vashem is now reevaluating its uh, 
vision, its strategic plan, and its uh, operational uh, uh, planning for the coming few years, uh, taking in account that we are in a generation without survivors. And uh, one of the main things that Yad Vashem is uh, now trying to do uh, is to be dedicated to bring uh, its unique and Jewish human story to every citizen in Israel. But we much, much more relevant and uh, <clears throat> to appear much more significantly um, uh, worldwide in, in correct and uh, relevant uh, settings uh, worldwide. And uh, th- this is one of the reasons uh, that I'm here in uh, New York, because uh, here, in, he- here in the U.S. we have uh, a lot of friends and supporters and uh, uh, partners of Yad Vashem. We have the American Society for Yad Vashem that operates here in New York and have uh, also branches uh, on the West Coast and in Florida. Uh, that was established more than 40 years ago uh, by Holocaust survivors who saw the, the, the existence of Yad Vashem as essential for uh, uh, the Jewish community in the U.S. no less than in Israel. And, uh, and today led by uh, two young uh, co-chairs, uh, Mr. Mark Moscovich and uh, Adina Burian and, uh, and the known executive director, Mr. Stanley Stone. So by uh, those, uh, 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 this group of uh, people that uh, are here in the, in, uh, in the U.S. that are assisting us in uh, Using what Yad Vashem is doing and uh, expanding the group of uh, supporters of Yad Vashem, we think that uh, uh, we are willing to create relevance for also in the U.S. We, by the way, plan to be here much more active because one of the main new missions of Yad Vashem is to be much, much more outward looking. So we plan to bring uh, uh, new exhibitions, traveling exhibitions to the U.S. Uh, uh, we plan uh, to bring here to the uh, to the U.S., uh, for example, the Book of Names that was created by Yad Vashem oh, wow. and uh, is now exhibited in the Auschwitz Museum. So uh, we have a lot of plans for the coming years. Uh, tell us about Dorot Mirim. There's a hashtag out there, hashtag Generations Light the Way. What is that new campaign about? Uh, one of the questions of relevance, uh, how to create relevance and uh, how to do it uh, uh, in a proper way led us in recent years to the understanding that uh, we have to do it much, to do family circle or in the at home uh, because uh, when it is not only uh, hearing but also creating a discourse creating a, a gathering around uh, the events of the Shoah in the family among friends in in the community then it is it is much more relevant. I don't have to prove it. I think this is what a lot of communities are doing uh, all over the world, especially uh, in Israel and in the U.S. So right. uh, we, Yad Vashem, and a few other uh, institutions like Tzohar and Zikaron Basalon decided uh, to um, uh, to try to invent uh, a new tradition. Uh, if you can invent traditions, but we think we can, uh, or we hope we can. Uh, uh, a tradition of remembrance on the eve of uh, Holocaust uh, Remembrance Day by uh, uh, creating a gathering in the family or among um, around friends or neighbors at home uh, and uh, light six candles, either candles uh, that... Uh, that uh, are, we send them, but any candle will be okay. And recite Abba Kovner's poem, Nizko, or uh, the traditional El Malera Hamim uh, prayer as uh, we identify with the victims of the Holocaust. And uh, we started it last year uh, on the low scale, this year on a much higher scale, and this year also, not, uh, also abroad, not only in Israel. And we hope that uh, it will create a tradition because it is simple, 
It is around, um, it is around, uh, an, an, an act that you do to commemorate in a family or inside uh, your close circle of friends. Uh, so this is, uh, generations light the way. This is, uh, uh, one of the ways we try to, uh, uh, to enforce and to expand the need to find relevant ways to commemorate the Holocaust. Pretty amazing. Uh, I think as uh, one of the points you made earlier, as we see not just Holocaust denial, but a tremendous ups- upswing and and surge of anti-Semitism and, uh, and, and many of us now living uh, through the lessons of um, uh, that, that were learned so many uh, decades ago and in so many other eras of Jewish history and now that we're experiencing it and getting the feeling of what uh, uh, of what things may have been like at certain periods of time in our history I'm trying to be as subtle as possible because obviously we're not thank God we're not suffering the way uh, generations past have suffered but there's a certain atmosphere a certain avira a certain environment uh, that now people in in many different countries including this one are experiencing and are wary about uh, so it it, uh, it 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 might behoove us to say that as much as Yad Vashem has always been critical and key in remembering, now in terms of uh, moving forward and realizing uh, how important it is to keep the memory of the Shoah alive and remind the world about what can happen if things get out of hand, uh, I think it's critical to uh, remind people why in 2022 the work of Yad Vashem is so important and uh, i know you know exactly what i mean uh dr gertner uh the uh, people not just in the united states but in many other countries around the world are are feeling a certain atmosphere of um of trepidation and uh, the work of yad vashem can only help in terms of reminding the world what could happen if things do get out of hand Absolutely, and you know, uh, I, uh, today uh, we don't have to prove that uh, if you don't keep the record, uh, then uh, it might be it might be lost. Uh, I'm talking about uh, close circles of families, but uh, you know, if you look now in Europe, uh, there were archives that were destroyed uh, nowadays yeah. in the That's Ukraine, right. for example. Right. This is why Yad Vashem. This is why Yad Vashem's effort to uh, to save and and to have and to gather. Uh, all the evidence uh, is very essential. One of the when people will come to Yad Vashem after those two years uh, of of uh, absence from the mountain, they'll discover in the midst of the mountain near the Hall of Remembrance, um, they will find you will find uh, a new huge campus that is being built. During the last two years, they used the time to build this uh, Moshal Shoah Legacy Campus, and in, in its heart. The, the chapelle, the David and Fela Chapelle uh, collection center that uh, uh, is five floors below ground, a bunker that uh, uh, will host the collections of Yad Vashem for generations to come uh, for the sake of the world, not only yeah. for the Jewish people, but 100%. for the world. Because yeah. Yad Vashem, as I said, have the largest collection of, uh, of Holocaust related material, and we hope that uh, by the completion of of those efforts uh, next year, it's in the midst of building now, we will be able to uh, expand and uh, strengthen our ability not only to uh, um, uh, to save the records and the evidence, but also to, also to share it with the rest of the world. Amazing work, really amazing work. Oh, uh, information about everything we've discussed, yadvashem.org. It's as simple as that, yadvashem.org. And information about everything we discussed, including the new programs and what's happening there at Yad Vashem and what they're doing now internationally, it's all there on the website.
Again, yadvashem.org. Uh, Dr. Chaim Gertner is Director of International Relations for Yad Vashem, and he is in New York as we speak. I thank you so much for joining us this morning. Continued success. Thank you, and... Uh Thank you, and we invite people to uh, come back to the mountain. And if, uh, and meanwhile, to use all our online uh, resources, courses, and uh, to uh, enable uh, themselves and their uh, families to uh, to meet the relevance and uh, the importance of Holocaust remembrance. Yeah, and believe me, it's more important now than ever. Thank you so much. A pleasure to speak with you, Dr. Chaim Gertner, Director of International Relations at Yad Vashem. And uh, as you heard, the effort that's being made to uh, truly internationalize to a greater extent what they're doing is most welcome and serves a great purpose, as I mentioned earlier. More coming up. You're listening to JM in the AM. of Hashem, it's a bond that never ends, no, and thank God for that, you are princes among men, in the service of Hashem, it's a love that never ends, no, and thank God for that, cause... Crap! 
Well, it's a song that's very familiar to many of us at this point because Yoni Z released it as a single. It's called Crown, and you will find it on the brand new album entitled Ahava with a lot of great brand new music. Uh, Yoni Z is actually traveling to Israel. He's got a bunch of stuff to do internationally, uh, but we wanted to get him on before he leaves. Uh, he's leaving later today. We wanted to get him on before he leaves so we could just get a, a word or two about the brand new album and wish him well on this amazing effort. Again, the album is called Ahava. Yoni Z, welcome back to JM in the AM. We have oh there we go Yoni Z welcome back to JM and the AM. <laughs> it's great to be back. Thank you so much. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, Nacho. I appreciate that, and good morning to you. You know, I um, it, it, it's it's one of those 2022 questions to start things off, and that is that the people like yourself who are uh, just uh, killing it out there in the Jewish music world uh, continue to release singles and continue to you know uh, stay just uh, on top of their game. Uh, but at some point, you say to yourself, you know what? The singles may not be enough. I need to put out a collection. I need to put out something that's, you know, I assume going to be, you know, a, a, a real earth-shattering experience for everybody, you know, as they, as, sure. they, as they have the rarity of experiencing eight, nine, ten songs at once, uh, which we don't always get a chance to do. What is that like, making that decision of how to utilize, you know, the, the upcoming months, whether you're going to stay on the single route or actually get into the studio and try to put together an entire album? Well, it's, it's a huge undertaking. It is a huge decision, um, and it basically means that you're bunkering in for at least, you know, a year, like, really tying yourself down to creating this album, and especially in this case where I wrote the songs and I wrote a lot of the arrangements together with Schlamy Zaltzman, who arranged the entire album musically. Um, but I think that, you know, people... Um, as much as the singles game has become a very popular game, I think that there are so many people, and I'm seeing it now with this new album, that people who reach out and they're like, thank you so much for a new album. I can just go to work and listen to an album. I can listen to, you know, because an album is like, like you said, it's, it's a taking on a huge project and, and, and trying to create something earth shattering. So when we finally get the opportunity to do that again and, you know, bring Jewish music to, this, you know, we get to bring this kind of, this amount of Jewish music to people. It's, it's very exciting and, and really, really, you know, we're happy that we can provide people with 12 new songs like we did here at Bar Hashem. And it's funny because, and I'm sure I'll discuss this with other people that, you know, are, are, are going the same route. Uh, it's funny because y you have no choice. You know, people, people say, oh, you included this single on the album. You have no choice but to include those singles on the album because if you don't, that, 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 it's part of, it's part of the, it's part of the great work that you're doing and you don't want to leave out a piece that's so important to your, you know, big, big package of work. Of course, and it's very much also like the way just, you know, PR and marketing is done today is that you need to have a single or two off the album before it comes out so that people start realizing, hey, a, you know, an album is on the way. Um, because if you just drop a single and then, you know, move on from it and then what, I, like, you know, it, it, it can get lost in the mix or whatever it is. Right. But you want to make sure that, you know, a song like Crown that you just played, sure. Crown is a beautiful song, thank God. But when you listen to the album, it's really like a piece of a puzzle. Um, so, you know, it, it was important to me. And, and I think that that's just become the new standard, the new norm in the same way so many other things have changed in the music industry. Whether it's, you know, we've gone from, from from CDs to USBs or other things. It's just, you know, today 
I think people have almost come to expect that you're going to release some of the music before so they could get a taste of where you're headed with your next album and your next piece of art. You know, Crown is a great single, and not just for the youngsters out there. I think some people are under the impression that you're trying to give a message to the very young people about, you know, about Jewish pride and about, you know, how they should view their membership in, you know, the Jewish nation. But the reality is, it's really a song for all ages, wouldn't you say? Thank you. I would. I, I, I actually tried to very much, and, and I'll say this, you know, for the record, my Jewish music that I create is not strictly for children. I know a lot of people today in the industry um, have really started to see this as like, well, if you want to make the big bucks, target the kids. Right. And if you listen to this album, it's a very family-friendly album, but by no way I don't think this album excludes um, adults. And Crown, yeah, Crown applies to everyone at every age. I mean, I, I didn't write it as a, as a kid or as a teenager. I wrote it as a 30-year-old because I really felt that it speaks to all ages. And it's like, you know, I think that as adults, sometimes we can forget that wherever we are, we also are wearing that crown. We are also, you know, the name Malachem. And, you know, princes among men and princesses among men. So I really wanted to make sure that just, you know, people understand that all this music and all the messages are really for all ages and ranges, and uh, and I hope people really get that. I, I assume the message came before the song on that one, right? Because it, it sounds like you were on a mission to to communicate a specific type of message to everybody about Jewish pride and about being a member of I the was. Jewish nation. I was. Um, I, I'll be honest with you. It, um, it, it kind of came, particularly Crown, was born from the uh, public, you know, demonizing characterizations that I was seeing made on different streaming platforms and, and film platforms of, of religious Jews. And I was like, you know, I just, I, I kind of had enough of it. And I was like, you know, if our kids are watching this or even adults, and it's like people were really, really hurt by a lot of what was going on in the media about from Jews and reality shows and whatnot. And I was like, this song is a, is a punchback at that. Yeah, so that's really and done really well. Count. I must say, done really well. The oh, lyric, the, so the lyrics, and the music done really well. And now that you explained, you know what, what the impetus was, it, it makes it even more meaningful. Yoni Z is with us live via telephone. The brand new album is called Ahava. I'm assuming it's available everywhere where people buy their, where people buy their digital material these days, right? Did you actually make yeah. any? Did you actually make any CDs or, or no need at this point? We, we made some CDs and, and USBs, and they're hitting stores, God willing, tomorrow, I believe. All right, so you asked yeah. for Yoni Z Ahava. All right, I'm going to give you. The choice because I'm on, I put you under the time pressure this morning. Uh, where do you, where do you, where do you want to go? Give us a song from the brand new album that you'd love to feature this morning on Jam in the AM. Oh wow! So let's think. What's gonna What's gonna get people moving in the morning? Oh, um, that's the That's the question. That That's really the, That's really the question. Um, <laughs> I think we should go with Let's go with the opening number with Mississippi. Um, Let's let's make people a little bit of a misipa on the morning in their cars on their way to work. <laughs> yeah, I like that idea a lot. It is a great way to start a Monday, everybody. Brand new Yoni Z. You're listening to JM in the AM on a Monday morning broadcast. The best place for brand new Jewish music and, of course, a new music alert Monday. It's called Misiba Yoni Z from the album Ahava. This is JM in the AM.
מסך השם, נגילה ונשמחה בשמחה נודה לקל, ונשאיר בקול תודה לב מלא ואהבה, ומלא אנרגיה סוף סוף, הנה זה קורה, אז בוא נשאיר את המנגינה. Bots, uh, Yoni Z, it's brand new. Album is called Ahava. Yoni Z with his live via telephone on a Monday. We're calling it a new music alert Monday. You know, Yoni Z, you got to give me an adjective. Exciting does not cut it. What is it? What is it? There's something about your music, and I'm sure people have said this too, so you could tell me what they've told you over the years. There's something, a description of your music that makes that sets it apart, that makes it different than everything else. Thank you what so is, much. What is it? What's the word? What's you know, the? I'm, I'm going to use a word that I once heard Nahum Siegel use on <laughs> Hask 18. Remind me. <laughs> on Hask 18, Nahum Siegel used the word, and I remember thinking, well, that sounds familiar because it's got Z's in it. 
pizzazz. <laughs> that was a word you used. I like. Do you that. remember that? Yeah, I, I recollect. You were, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you were talking about. Um, I think it was on uh, one of those uh, one of those uh, parts of Hask where there was a uh, impersonation of right. different singers, right. and you used the word "this singer has pizzazz." And I and I and I maybe it's pizzazz, but I think that there's something about the music that really hits people and it comes to life. Yeah, there's and, something. Uh, it's very bright and lively, very bright and lively, yeah. and that's yeah. uh, you know not everybody's got that. And uh, and for some and, and it's not just that you sing like that; you write like that. Like you, you the, I do write like the, that. The music comes out like that. And by the way, I think there are, and there are a million yeah, sure. ex- and there are a million examples. Like it's, I, I don't want people to think like you know this is this is the first time we're analyzing your stuff. There are a million examples uh, over the Thank years you. of what you've done that you know would fit into that bright and lively category. Thank you. I think I think there are two camps today in Jewish music that are that are successful. They're the singer songwriter camp, like that you like the Yishai Rebos right. kind of you know that sound that I think people very much connect to because people really need to connect to the music. If people are not connected to the music, then we've missed the whole point. I think that that's one camp, and the other camp is creating music that really makes people you know feel emotions and either it, it doesn't even have to necessarily be only exciting, but like Crown is not necessarily exciting, but it is exhilarating. It's a slower paced song, but there's emotions in there that do make you feel certain, like, you know, catch your breath kind of moment. And that's something I try to infuse in every song. It jumps out at you. I mean, I know that we're dancing around whatever the real term is, but it just jumps out at you. There's something about the selections. Anyway, Yoni Z is with us, and a lot of the great success that he's had is because of that style that we're describing here on the air at JM and the AM. The brand new album is called Ahava. You could check it out via uh, CD and USB. You could also check it out, of course, digitally, like the majority of people do these days. It's everywhere digitally, everywhere you can find. That's where I would figure at this point. It is everywhere, and people could take advantage. And we give you the, uh, the honor, as we keep saying, of uh, of uh, of uh, choosing what to play on this new music alert Monday here at JM and the AM. What uh, what strikes your fancy next for the JM and the AM audience? Oh, let's see. Uh, oof, let's see. Should we go with an English or a Hebrew? Oh, let's do an English song. Not a bad idea. What do you got in mind? An English song? Yeah. Um, so there's uh, there's actually a song on the album called Stripes, sure. and um, it it basically describes um, the day that Mashiach comes, and it's. Uh, but I basically tried to create. In the, on the album to take familiar subjects that that we all know as Jews, but to 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 stylistically repackage them. And basically, the con- the concept is Hashem saying to us, "Step right up. You've earned your stripes. Listen up. It's a sign of the times. Gullus, let us say goodbye. I'm leaving all the pain. I'm leaving you behind." Nice. Um, so and, you know, we kind of did it in this almost rock, borderline country feel. And um, yeah, but let's go for stripes. The first, we'll do Stripes in a second, the first song of yours we ever heard was how long ago and what was it? It was, um, my first single was Ida, and that was in the end of 2015, I believe. Yeah. Amazing. That was the first single I wrote, yeah. It's been a good run, to say the least. Stripes, brand new, Yoni Z, you're listening to a new Music Alert Monday at JM in the AM. Whispering to me 
My child, my beloved, and I know how hard you tried. I've heard your every prayer, I held you when you cried. My promise of forever is right before your eyes. Believe it, cause the moments are right. new from Yoni Z. It's a new music alert Monday at JM and the AM. Check out the brand new album entitled Ahava. Have you had the success uh, internationally? What does Israel and what do other countries think of Yoni Z? Well, uh, Baruch Hashem this week, um, I'm heading off to Rome today wow. for a little bit and then after Rome, I'm heading off to Israel where we're going to be doing a series of television and, uh, and radio interviews. So there's definitely been a really good feedback from, you know, Israel and Baruch Hashem Europe. I have uh, three nights in London coming up soon wow. um, and a couple of other places that, yeah, different things that are coming up this winter. We were in Amsterdam, Estonia, um, to, I don't want to leave anywhere else. You were, in, you were in Estonia? I was in Estonia, the Crown Music video. I don't know if you've seen it, but the Crown Music video was actually filmed in a castle in Estonia. We needed that medieval architecture and to do it in the budget that would make sense and a lot of moving pieces and we actually ended up filming that in Estonia. So that was quite the experience. Wow. That, I can only yeah, imagine. Yeah, whoever hasn't seen it should check it out. <laughs> I can only imagine <laughs> what that was like. Um, yeah, it was tough. You don't seem the type to leave the studio if it's at 99%. It sounds it sounds like the way your <laughs> the way your music is laid down, it sounds like if it's not 101%, you're not you're not wrapping it up for the day. That is a hundred percent true. Um, you know, it's actually, I'll tell you a little funny story that happened. Um, there's a song on the album called that's my song. It's the last song on the album. And, uh, basically I was sitting with Shlemy Zaltzman who arranged the music of the entire album top to bottom, major, major round of applause to Shlemy for the incredible job he's done. And, um, we were sitting and, and I was trying to figure out, I was trying to hack a chorus for that's my song. So I wrote the letter A, I wrote the letter B, the pre-chorus, and I, I just couldn't hit the chorus. I wasn't hitting the mark. And it was about 9 p.m. and we were recording since 9 a.m. that morning. And uh, I'm trying, and we're about to get to the chorus, and I'm about to try to, to come up with something. 
and uh, Schlemmy goes, he just, he just like literally the second I'm about to punch in that vocal, he just stops the mic and he goes, done for today. <laughs> That's what he, does. he goes, done for today. And I go, and I go, do that again. I'm like, I'm like, turn the mic on, turn the mic on. And basically the chorus goes, that's my song. So turn it up, play that soon. And it came from Slimy going, done for today. I love it. And just walked out. And I was like, and it just to say, you know, it goes to what you're saying. It's like, yeah. nope, if we're at 99%, we ain't leaving the studio. Well, when we're at 101%, then we will walk out of the studio. And what a challenge it is, I'll tell you. To get from 99 to 100 sometimes takes an effort, to say the least. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it's like running the marathon, but it's really getting to the finish line. Yeah, you know, the first few miles is not that difficult necessarily, but it's really taking it home that makes it all. It makes it all matter. Yoni Z is with us. The brand new album is called Ahava. Check it out, everybody. There's something for everybody on this, and it's a 12 songs, uh, including some of the great singles that, um, well, well, am I right or wrong? Is, is Crown the only one or there's another single on there? There was another single on there, Bowie. Uh, right, the Bowie. Song. Right, we, play, Bowie, we, actually Bowie. Played that. we actually played that late last week. Um, oh, did you? Yeah. And, uh, How, how's the feedback to the album? Let me ask you, Nachum, what are, what are, what are people saying when you play the album? I, think, it, I think it's bringing a collective smile to the Jewish music listener's face. Let me put it oh, that way. Oh my God. I, you literally, I couldn't, you couldn't have, you couldn't have made me happier. Well, that's part. the way it you is. I'm telling you, there's something, you know, we say bright, we say lively, you know, there's something about it. There's just a, uh, you know, and this is not to, not to minimize all the other efforts out there. Some amazing artists out there with great, no, great, great material, but I, I don't know. You, you get, it seems to me you get on stage and you get in the studio and you just have a, a, a certain uh, X factor that just, you know, brightens up uh, all this great music. And, you know, the music in itself is, uh, is, is wonderful. I'm sure you feel it is on paper and when you first get into the studio. But there's just, you know, the toss in some Yoni Z and you have a great product. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you need, the, you need the sauce. You need the sauce yeah. in there. Exactly. um, And it sounds like you're really, it sounds, not that other artists are, but with you, it's just evident that you're really into it. Simple as that. No, thank you. I really, we really do our best. And like you said, you know, I think that something I always tell kids when they come up to me younger, you know, or or teenagers and they're like, you know, I want to be a singer. And I always ask them this question because, you know, you obviously want to be sensitive to a young kid who wants to become a singer, but you also want to make sure that, you know, they don't go down a road that's something that's not necessarily for them. And I always ask them the same question. I ask them, what is your X factor? Ask yourself what's going to make you stand out in the room. So for example, if you look at the recent years, all the famous acts that have really catapulted forward, they've come with something new to the table, whether it was Ace Day or whether it was Zusha or Nisi Black or God Elbaz or, or Benny Friedman, everyone had an angle. So I always ask people, like, make sure you have an angle. You know, what's your angle? Make sure to come with something that no one's heard before because that's really what's going to set you apart because, you know, there's no shortage of what we call the Shabbos table singer or the, or the nephew at the chuppah, the nephew at the chuppah singer. Um, and, and obviously not to put it down, every family should have someone singing. If they feel like there's someone in the family that sings beautifully, they should sing at their family. Sometimes that's what life, it's a circle of life. And if we're not going to sing for our family, who will? But I always ask kids who want to become a singer, find your X factor. Then start running with it. hundred percent. And the hall of famers, the old timers, they also had an X factor and that's the reason they were successful. And you're making a really good point. hundred percent. I mean, if you look, yeah, if you look back at anyone who made it, even in, you know, in the eight, in the seventies or the eighties, if you're looking at Avram Freed or Mordechai David or, or daddy, 
or, you know, anyone that you're looking at from that era. Um, and then later, you know, I followed obviously by Yahoo Swecky, Lipa Schmelzer, they all came with something original between them. There were many singers. There were many young guys that tried their hand at it, but it was really about like what made them stand out and what made them stick that makes people go, Hey, you know what? There's something about that guy or his music that I really connect to. And that into it, the intuit factor that I mentioned uh, regarding you just a few minutes ago, you know, that stick to itiveness, so to speak. Uh, you know, a lot of people, you've seen it. You've seen plenty of people release an album or a single or, you know, start a career, so to speak. And, you know, it peters out after a few months. But uh, those who have really stuck with it and have loved it and, and, and that love has come across in their music, uh, those are the ones that have been extremely successful over the years. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, you know this better than anyone. I mean, you've spoken to every Jewish singer under the sun and for years now. And I think that people don't realize sometimes what it takes to be a singer. And people go, oh, you know, the Jewish music industry, it's not like the secular music industry. And in, in a way, it's actually much harder. Yeah, it's ten times there harder. Are a lot more, there, are a lot, there are a lot more rules and regulations. Yeah. You can't do whatever and, and you there want. Aren't near, and there aren't nearly as many resources and staff members that they have in the secular music world. Right, and part of the reason why I actually ended up writing this album alone um, was simply because there weren't enough staff and resources, definitely not during COVID. And it turned out to be the biggest blessing because I ended up writing the album on my own without right. much help. But, um, I mean, there, Yochanan Gordon from Five Towns, he, he wrote a beautiful song. Other than that song, I, I either wrote or co-wrote co everything. But, yeah, like you're saying, there are limited sources, and, you know, we got to make it work. And, and, and there's so many crowds within the Jewish music world. So, for example, if you're a guy like, you know, take even Alex Clare, okay? So he's a internationally successful Jewish music artist. Um, well, not Jewish music. He's a Jewish artist that is successful right. internationally. Right. And a guy like Alex, you know, I actually saw him last night at the OHEL and we were talking about this. Um, and I said to him, you know, Alex, you don't have to, you know, listen to what anyone has to say. You're kind of like, this is my music, goodbye. And within the Jewish music community. It's like, how do you nail down the Litvisha community, the modern community, the Heimisha community, the Hasidisha community, the Sephardic community, and, and so on. <laughs> and you really want to make sure that people connect. And it's like, you know, it's almost like you got to create a, a really, really good buffet for it to all come together while also not losing that you know, that, that Cobb Hamam that goes throughout an album. Yeah, either a buffet or selections that just appeal across the board, which is so hard to do. All right, Yoni Z, uh, we'll wrap things up. Tell us how you'd like to leave the crowd uh, with what selection before you head off to Rome and Israel. So just two questions. First sure. question, so I just have one question for you before I do that. Sure. Nahum, how can I spread the word after what's happened with the studio? How can I spread the word for people to come and help in any way they can? Because I know that there uh, well, I, I appreciate that very much. In fact, it's funny because you probably would have been in studio this morning if we had a real studio. <laughs> so, okay. so, so one more reason, one more reason for me to, to talk about. It. In fact, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, uh, no joke. That I mean, you're one of the people that when we do rebuild our studio when it's complete, uh, you know, a full length conversation about some of the stuff we touched on this morning would be really cool. So you know, we'll hopefully I do that. To. And maybe we'll even be able to maybe able to do some live music and all that stuff. Um, uh, spread the word. Honestly, at this point, it's I, I, I know a lot of people have uh, uh, been informed about it, know about it, have been uh, reaching out and have been extremely helpful and generous. Um, at this point, if you could just uh, you know people you see, especially in our industry, uh, just make sure, sure. that just make sure that they're aware of what's going on. You know, are you are you okay. are you aware of what's happening at the Nahum Siegel Network? That would probably be the best way to do it. All right, I'll do that then. Appreciate it. I will do that. Uh, regarding the final song, I guess let's go with the title track, Ahava. 
Oh, good idea. And it's, uh, yeah, that's, that's what's inspired the album is just it, it, when it came down, you know, after COVID, I was like, if there's one word, I can just encapsulate everything I'm trying to say to people. It's just love one another a little bit more. I have a cinema is really what's going to bring Mashiach. And I feel like that's what this song is all about. Yoni Z, love your messages, love your music. Good luck with Ahava, the brand new album. We Thank will do the title much. track. Thank you, Malcolm, and thank you for having me. A hundred percent. And uh, in terms of Rome and Israel, we'll say Nesiatova. Enjoy the journey. Thank you so much, Amen. Thank you so, so much. Yoni Z, this is how we'll close things out, as he suggested rightfully so, with the title track from Ahava on a Monday, New Music Alert Monday at JM in the AM.
Title track here at JM in the AM. Tomorrow, Rory is our guest. That's right. Rory Weisberg, food you love that loves you back. <laughs> Check it out now by going to artscroll.com. Make sure to use promo code radio. Again, artscroll.com. Always use promo code radio at artscroll.com. That's how you get your free shipping and your uh, incredible discount always use promo code radio at artsgirl.com the brand new book is called food you love that loves you back rory weisberg and um what can i say it's a uh, it's a big hit already and i am looking forward to that conversation tomorrow should be very very interesting um i think so very very interesting I like the food interviews, but the ones that are a little bit off the beaten track, even better. Uh, American Friends of Atarit Khanim, they've got the annual Yom Yushalayim dinner coming up on June the 1st. Make sure you have your uh, reservations in. Guest speaker will be Mike Pompeo, former U.S. Secretary of State. They'll honor Dr. Gina Polina Berkovich, Josh Nass, Michal Harris, Ms. Amelie uh, Heshing. And, of course, they'll pay tribute to Amel and Mildred Wadler's memory. Uh, reservations at org slash dinner. It's happening at Terrace on the Park, and it's happening on June the 1st, Wednesday night. Again, it's at org slash dinner, org slash dinner. Check it out. Get your reservations in. We'll speak with Shani Hyken and Daniel Luria later in the week. And, um, yeah, should be a... Uh, a great Jerusalem celebration, not happening in Jerusalem, happening here in New York. But if you can't be in Jerusalem, if you can't be in uh, in Israel for Yom Yerushalayim, you want to make sure to be here. Now, Yom Yerushalayim is Sunday, uh, but Monday on Yom on Yom on Monday Memorial Day, we will have our Yom Yerushalayim special, which we are working on, and uh, we will be featuring Mayor Weingarten of Blessed Memory with the. Sounds of 1967 in the 8 o'clock hour. We'll try to get a more exact time for everybody. But it'll be in the 8 o'clock hour on Monday, Memorial Day. Uh, a good opportunity if your kids are home from school, if the family's around. It's a good opportunity to listen to it together. Uh, and I hope people will. Um, nobody did it like Mayor in terms of uh, narrating the sounds of 1967 and what we have to be thankful for regarding the Six-Day War. Nobody did it like him. Um, so I hope that everybody will take advantage of the opportunity Monday to listen to it with family and friends. And um, it should be, a, uh, as it always is, a very, very inspiring morning. Now, I have to speak to Matis because maybe there'll be some desire on Yom Yerushalayim itself to play that segment as well. Um, you know what? We've got to work all this out, speak to Matis, speak to Avrami, and figure it all out. And, of course, we'll let you know. Tomorrow, Rory's our guest. Go to artsgirl.com, order the book, and make sure to use promo code radio. Brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard and listeners, sponsored digital radio around the world. Web and the Nachumskill Network, and, of course, any beloved NSN app. Wraps up an incredible Monday here at JM and the AM. May hear me limit her. I Benji Kramer comes up next. Yoni Pollock will... Uh, preside over uh, after further review coming up at 10 o'clock plenty to talk about in the world of sports that's that's for sure and uh, we're back tomorrow morning starting at 6 a.m make sure to listen all day long at the Nahum Single network for more music 
and great programming. And have a fabulous Monday. Till tomorrow, Nachum Segal reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.